Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cracking Addiction. My name is Philippe Marin, and I'm joined, as always, by Fergal Armstrong. In the episode of Cracking Addiction today, we'll be talking about sublocade. Fergal, can you tell us a bit more about sublocade? So Sublocate is manufactured by Indivior, who also manufacture a brand of uh, sublingual buprenorphine that is commonly used in Australia. And it is a long-acting injectable buprenorphine. And, you know, it's it does what it says on the tin. We know that um, to stop withdrawals, we need a buprenorphine plasma level of more than one nanogram per mil. And we know that to prevent cravings and to block the euphorogenicity of other illicitly used opioids, you need a, a, a buprenorphine plasma level of about two to three nanograms per mil. Sublocade at steady state achieves those at, at uh, the 100 milligram dose. Um, and I think it's really important to, to look at the, you know, what are the kinetic values of sublocade. And I have some uh, easy ways of memorizing this. What are the kinetics? how you dose it, and what are the specific uh, storage and administration requirements. I think that's how we should uh, talk about it. Absolutely, Fergal. So talking about the kinetics, what can you tell us about the kinetics of sublocade? So we know that there are, there, there are two strengths of sublocade. So there's 300 milligrams and there's 100 milligrams. And what I'm going to say now applies to steady state, right? So we know that the T max, which is the time to peak concentration for um, for both products, is 24 hours. Now the C maxes, so the 300. I think of the 300 Spartans, right? And I think of the 300 Spartans attacking 10 Dining Street which is the residence of the Prime Minister of England. And that tells me that the C-max of the 300 product is roughly 10 nanograms per mil. That's at steady state. And that's if you use 300 products all the way through to the fourth or fifth injection. And we know that the 100, the 100 milligram product, I think of that as 100 being a centurion, so centuries. And I think of a centurion getting into a fight with uh, Louis Vega, who sang Mambo number five, right? So the C-max of the 100 product is five nanograms per mil. And then I think to myself, well, what is worse than finding a worm in one's apple? And the answer is finding half a worm in one's apple. So the C-trough level at steady state for the 300 is not 10, but five. And the C trough level for the 100 product is not five, but actually two and a half. Now it's not exactly, those figures aren't exactly right, but they're rough guides. They're, 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 they are close approximates to the real values. And I can never remember the real values. But basically the T max is 24 hours. The C max for the 300 product what is uh, 10 nanograms per mil. The C trough is five nanograms per mil. The C-max for the 100 milligram product is five nanograms per mil, and the C-trough is two and a half nanograms per mil. Now, in terms of half-life, how do you how do you memorize half-life? Well, you've got to, I, I imagine uh, taking a cup of tea with a princess 
wearing a huge diamond ring. And actually, I'm drinking coffee, and I'm I'm drinking Nescafe, that special blend and roast blend number forty-three. And as I'm drinking my coffee, I accidentally spill the coffee over the, the ring of the princess. And it's a big diamond ring, and it's covered in my coffee. What is what do diamonds tell us? Diamond tells us the diamond jubilee is sixty years, so we've got forty-three to sixty days. That's how I memorize these figures. So the half life is forty-three to sixty days, which is longer than the half-life for Bouvedal. So Bouvedal's half-life is uh, 19 to 25 days. The half-life of Sublocade for both products is 43 to 60 days. And so those are the kinetic profiles. Excellent. And you've given us some vivid imagery there to help us remember all those different values. So, so well done, Fergal. Now, Talking about the frequency of dosing for sublocade, so sublocade is dosed every four weeks and usually it's between a 26 to 40 day schedule. Can you tell us a bit about how sublocade is administered? Uh, how do you actually give sublocade? So the standard regime for the administration of sublocade is to give two doses of 300 followed by uh, 100 milligram doses, which are the maintenance doses. So um, the, the standard regime would look like this. So it would be 300, 300, 100, 100, 100, 100. And that would get you to your fourth or fifth dose. And that, that's, that's the time when you would get to steady state. Now, there's a lot of concern around, you know, the figure 300. So, you, you know, I think it's important to understand the first dose kinetics, right? Because we've talked about steady state kinetics and I've given you those figures. The peak, the C max for the first dose of 300 of... Um, sublocate is, is five nanograms per mil, which is very much in the middle of the range. So if you're administering um, sub uh, sublingual buprenorphine at 24 milligrams, you're looking at a Cmax of approximately 10 nanograms per mil. If you're doing it at 32, you're, it, you know, you're way above 10. So the Cmax of the first dose of sublocate is only five. So it is half the dose the half of the Cmax that you would expect from sublingual buprenorphine at higher doses. So it's not a high dose, right? Everyone worries that it's, oh, it's such a high dose. It's not a high dose, right? It's simply higher than the 100 simply to kickstart the, the loading regime and, to, you know, to, to, to kickstart the equilibrium regime and to get you to steady state as quickly as possible. That's, that's great information, Fergal, for, for us to know. Now, with regards to starting the sublocate, you've mentioned the, the starting doses. A question I sometimes get asked is, with Bouvidal, we can inject, induct people on Bouvidal directly and bypass suboxone. Can we induct directly on sublocate and bypass suboxone as well? Right. So to, to understand that question, you need to understand what the official product information says. And that says basically you need basically you need the equivalent of eight milligrams of sublingual buprenorphine on board for a week before you start um, sublocate. Now, whereas with, with uh, Bouvidal, you had a large dose range and you tried to match the dose of Bouvidal according to the previous dose of sublingual buprenorphine. With sublocate, it's all different. You just, you, you, there's basically one starting dose for everybody, unless there are very specific reasons not to start in the 300, which we'll go into. 
So as a universal starting dose, and you need eight milligrams daily of sublingual buprenorphine for the previous seven days to administer. There have been, uh, there has been uh, research that's demonstrated that you can actually reduce that bridging duration of uh, sublingual buprenorphine to three, four days. There have been, uh, to my knowledge, there are people who are doing direct inductions onto um, sublocate, but it's not yet published. Um, but there are, I know, I know of situations where that has happened and, you know, everything's been fine. And you mentioned there are instances where you might consider commencing someone on 100 milligrams instead of the 300 milligram starting dose. In what particular circumstances would you consider starting someone on a 100 milligram dose of sublocade? So if I was significantly concerned about someone's cardiorespiratory status or hepatorenal status, I would my usual practice would be to give them a prolonged uh, sublingual buprenorphine bridge and then induct them onto low-dose um, low dose sublocate. So, you know, if you're worried about somebody's liver, uh, you, you want to do it very, very slowly and very, very gently. Um, and given the long half-life of, of uh, sublocate, I'm not sure that it would be my first choice in, in putting, so, putting someone with uh, liver disease or, uh, that needed lower doses. I'm not sure I'd be giving them a monthly uh, LAIB. I'd probably be sticking to a weekly regime for a while. And only if they were stable on a weekly regime would I then consider a monthly regime. And that goes back to you know, the fact that we have choices in terms of you know, how we start people off and which product that we use. Absolutely. Now, sublocade, like Buvidal, is administered subcutaneously, but unlike Buvidal, it can only be administered in the abdomen and it's on a rotation system, which is guided by the manufacturer. So the abdomen's divided into four quadrants and you rotate the, the sites as well. The administration is also slightly different. You mentioned previously, Fergal, that with Buvidal, you give it at a 90 degree angle with sublocade you administer it at a 45 degree angle so yeah. there are some subtle differences in the administration and where you can administer sublocate but i think the biggest difference as well is the storage requirements for sublocade versus buvidel could you tell us a bit more about the storage requirements for sublocate yeah so it needs to be stored uh, in, in a refrigerated temperature. I can't remember the exact temperature. I think it's like two to five or two to eight degrees. But anyway, it needs to be stored in a, in a fridge and it needs to be securely stored in a fridge, which for all intents and purposes means a, a fridge inside a safe. And that, in those circumstances, it's got a shelf life of two years, but then it, can be, it will last uh, outside that refrigerated environment for 28 days. So you can store it in a secure environment, i.e., in a safe box, in in a you know in, a, in medical rooms for 28 days before use, which is which is okay. It, it allows you to to make appointments and you not waste stock with that with that uh, month's shelf life. Um, the other thing to note is that, as you say, it is a it is a, an injection at 45 degrees to skin, and it's the area of the skin is between the transpyloric line and the transtubercular line in those quadrants, as you say. And it does leave a lump. So you, you will get palpable lumps in, um, in the abdomen. And that's why we, we have to rotate. And I think some patients feel that it, it causes more pain when you're injecting sublocate 
compared to the other LIB product. And, you know, there are very effective ways of minimizing that pain. So, you know, one example would be to use ice packs for 15 minutes prior. So just put an ice pack on the tummy to numb the skin up. Another way is to um, put topical amla on the skin for 15 minutes before administration. And these, these interventions help minimize the pain. So, Fergal, are there any specific issues we need to be concerned about with the first dose of sublocade and the transition from suboxone to sublocade? Well, as I've said before with regards to Buvidal, um, you've got to understand that LAIB products have different kinetics from the kinetics of sublingual buprenorphine. And so if someone is stabilized on high doses of uh, sublingual buprenorphine, they're experiencing significant C-maxes and significant troughs throughout the day. So, you know, someone on 32 of Suboxone has got a C-max of over 12 and a trough of, of two. So that's a significant range. And they, be, they may be used to the, um, to the kind of the high that you get from an opioid, even though buprenorphine is still a partial agonist, it's still a partial agonist of the mu receptor. So it is associated with a buzz sometimes. And so when you go on to any LIB, including sublocade, you are going to get a difference in the kinetic profile and patients are going to feel different on it. Now, the problem is that patients tend to interpret any symptom, you know, even, if, even a symptom of comorbid disease or symptoms of relative buprenorphine side effects, they interpret that as opioid withdrawal. So when, when you're starting people on LAIB, including sublocade, you need to advise patients that they may feel different. It's not going to feel the same. And if they do complain of withdrawal, it's highly unlikely to be withdrawal because we know that uh, sublocade delivers a C-max at 24 hours. So, you know, you're just not going to be in withdrawal. And it's, that C-max is way above the one nanogram per mil that is required to prevent withdrawal. So it's highly unlikely to be withdrawal. But, you know, it's very useful to assess patients to be able to say, oh, you're not on withdrawal because you don't have the signs of withdrawal. You don't, you have a low chi score and you don't have madriasis, meiosis, cutis anserina and borborygmy. So, you know, it's, it's probably just getting used to the transition. And it may be, in fact, you might be experiencing side effects of buprenorphine, which include agitation, sweating, headache, insomnia, nausea and constipation. So just like Buvidal, that transition from the first, from, from sublingual buprenorphine to the first dose can be a period of anxiety. Patients need to have their expectations managed. Patients need to be advised that they may feel differently and they need to be helped through that and they need to be reassured. So in the episode of Cracking Addiction today, we've covered a fair bit of information. We've talked about sublocade, the pharmacokinetics of the medication, the dosing, the injection sites and how to inject sublocade, the storage sites, and how to transition over from suboxone onto sublocade. So thank you for your company on the episode of Cracking Addiction today, and bye for now.